and welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. My name's Tony from Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver Hire in Colchester. We represent two of Driver Hire Nationwide's network of over 100 offices, and we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about Driver Hire, but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how are you doing? Very well Tony, nice to speak to you again. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. How's, uh, how's things in Colchester? Oh, very good. Weather's quite good, um, the sun's out, they've got future dates for us, we're all looking up, we feel very positive in Colchester. Yeah, excellent. Now it certainly seems that we're we're coming to the end of this uh, this period, shall we call it? It's um, yeah. No things things seem to be uh, seem to be getting better. The, yeah, as you say, sun's out, kids are back to school. No more homeschooling. It's um, it's all uh, all going in the right direction. Good, good. We've got no guests, no threesomes this time, Tony. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just just you and me today. Well, <laughs> it, it, interestingly, I, I've. Um, I've got a name for this episode, um, which I guess if you're listening to this, you'll have already read it, which is I can see clearly now, uh, which is picking up on a bit of a theme because we've had a we've had a few song titles lately as our episodes. So um, last episode was um, What Have You Done Today to Make You Feel Proud? So who, who was that by, Gary? Um, by Heather Small from M People. Oh, I see. Yeah, your your music triv is good. Um, the reason we did that was that was all about the proud survey results. So who recorded I Can See Clearly Now? If I could sing, I would sing it to you. Yeah, but go I on. can't sing. Yeah, so no, I'll but... save all our listeners something. But I can't remember who actually sings this one, Tony. <laughs> so I think the famous one is uh, Jimmy Cliff. Uh, but I think the original was Johnny Nash, if I'm correct. I'm not 100% sure. Right, no. It's, it's a song I, I know I can hear it in the back of my head, but I wouldn't put the artist with it, I'm afraid. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the reason we've called this one I Can See Clearly Now is because we're talking about the the new direct vision standard today. So what's that all about? Well, we we did an episode uh, oh, a, f- a, few, a few shows back but it was it was very well received, um, and it spread out to quite a wide audience, um, even outside our industry. From from some of the feedback we had, and it was all about protecting vulnerable road users. And we talked about within that how it's very difficult for truck drivers to see cyclists in blind spots, and how of course trucks are difficult for cyclists, and that that provoked a lot of conversation. But one of the things we referenced there that was coming has now come to fruition, which is the new direct vision standard so that's what we're really going to talk about today so what is it why is it how's it come about um, and what what does that mean for us moving forward yeah because it's not for the whole of the country at this moment in time it's mainly for areas of london and different parts it reaches but i believe it will go around to major cities in the near future as well so when we were kind of talking about this episode to each other prior to the recording, well, you know, one of the questions we asked each other was, why, why, why London? Uh, why, why do only people driving in London need direct vision? And I suppose the answer to that question is you've got to start somewhere. And of course, London, well, perhaps not, perhaps not today. Um, it's been a bit of a ghost town lately uh, for obvious reasons, but it is the busiest city in the country and unfortunately has uh, one of the worst 
accident records in terms of quantity of fatalities and serious injuries. In fact, in uh, 2018, there's 112 fatalities on London's roads and uh, just under 4,000 serious injuries. So it is a problem and it would be illogical if it worked well to not roll it out to other parts of the country. So the, the area covered by this new direct vision standard is um, pretty much the same as the LEZ, which is the low emission zone. And interestingly, that's just changed as well. It's been expanded out pretty much the same area as the North and South Circular. And the LEZ, of course, the low emission zone, vehicles have to meet the Euro 6 low emission standard to be allowed to drive in there. Otherwise, they're subject to a, to a fine. But the area for the direct vision standard is the same as that new LEZ. Yeah, so you must have your permits to go in there and have a Euro 6 engine, or you get a £100 fine for pleasure going in there, plus your 550 fine if you haven't got your direct vision standard as well. So cheap as chips being a haulier then, Gary? Oh, far from it. There's a lot of costs involved in being a haulier, especially going into London. Mm, absolutely. The numbers you just quoted there, Tony, of the serious incidents and fatalities isn't good. And there is already a scheme in place for the safer lorry scheme in London. And I believe it's been in effect since 2015. Yeah, that's right. So since September 2015. Um, so this is a, a scheme yeah, between the Mayor of London, all of London's councils and Heathrow Airport. And what they did back, back then for, for September 2015 was to describe a basic standard that had to be met for all vehicles going into London. So those standards were for vehicles over three and a half tonnes, it talked. It covered the area the same as the low emission zone, and it talked about having the right kind of mirrors to aid visibility and side guards to prevent cyclists or pedestrians getting dragged underneath vehicles. And yeah, there was there was penalties put in place. So, so the concept of a safer lorry scheme for London is nothing new. But what is new for March twenty one is this direct vision standard. So it's really about i mean the, the, the clues in the name but it's it's really about how much can you do in terms of the design of the vehicle to allow a driver to see things more directly not having to rely on on mirrors and safety aids uh, as much and of course you can't suddenly change vehicles overnight you can't carve great big holes in the side of them so the drivers can see out or all over the place but what it's done is it's created a system whereby all vehicles are assessed on a star rating and the uh, vehicles can be one two three or four star and the more direct vision the driver has out of the cab, the higher the star rating. So currently it's been introduced as one star. So all vehicles have to be at least one star and that will raise over time. So over the next few years, the minimum standard will, will go up um, and that allows time, of course. So as, as operators are replacing their fleets, they can specify vehicles that are you know, of a higher star rating as, as time moves forward. So this this rising system, this sort of rising star system is, is, is I suppose there's a precedent for it with like the Euro emission standards. So we're currently at Euro 6, but we weren't introduced straight into Euro 6 for low emissions. What's happened is you know, that the, um, the governments are given fair warning over time that the lower standard or the lower emission standard is coming. Uh, and that allows operators to you know, replace fleet 
to a to a cleaner standard. So this is no different in terms of direct vision with the way it's being introduced. Um, now, of course, there will be some vehicles which which you know are, are older designs and that the visibility isn't as good. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't mean that, that those vehicles can't go into London. But what it does mean, if you can't meet the star rating, then you've got to add some safety kit to the vehicle. Yes, um, and there's a camera system. Um, I've been fortunate enough to jump in a vehicle and drive uh, down the road um, recently, and it was a great advantage. There's a little MIP camera and there's a display inside the passenger door, and it was easy to see. And that's the first time I've jumped in a vehicle and go, wow, that's an improvement for us. But it does come at a cost as well for the haulier. Uh, in the area, about £750 plus. Mm. Yeah, so, so you know, it, it's, it's a way of achieving the same level of safety or a similar level of safety without having to completely change the fleet. So, uh, so yeah, I heard about this little trip you took out with Sharni. Did you uh, did you have to feed her Yorkie bars? No, um, Sharni's been with me nearly four years, and she, amazingly, she knows quite a lot about HGV driving, yet she's not actually passed a car test. So I said, well, I've got the opportunity. Let's jump in this lorry. Let's go down the road and see what it's like and see you get an understanding how hard it is actually to see as a driver. So that leads into this quite well because we were doing some prep on this and that's why we were talking about it. So I was showing you around what the camera does and everything else to help my prep for this um, episode. I didn't really understand what you said just now about the about the uh, display. So do you want to just describe it in a bit more detail? Yeah, it's the easiest way. If you take like an iPad type camera or your, your large sat nav screen, that sits on the passenger door stroke seat and it's quite easy to see. And that, that comes on and it's showing you down the side of your, your near side of your vehicle um, so you can see very clearly which is an obvious blind spot as a HGV driver. And I thought it was fantastic, I must admit. So, so the camera image that's being displayed on that screen, where's that mounted? Is that sort of down below the front wheel? Um, um, no, it's it's between it's on the door side, um, halfway down the front pillar. Normally sitting on a bit of moulding for the windshielding. It's down there. So about three foot off the ground. So it'd be shoulder height of the cyclist, I would say. Right. Yeah. Um, which is clear. which is logical. <laughs> it's what it's designed for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And and it, and it was a great bit of kit, I must admit. But just on this note of how things have changed, I can remember driving a old Volvo F6 back in 1988 that had the door glass at the bottom left hand side, um, and no, and a Ford Cargo pre to that. They always had the glass cut out the bottom already. And then we stopped doing it, and now we're going back to this standard. We're having the glass at the bottom of the door to be able to see. So we've just gone in full circles. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting to say that because um, it, the, the the design, we've said, you know, a, a design with more vision, but, but what does that actually look like? And I suppose if you're, if you're familiar with the style of a, of, a, of a dust cart crew cab where you've got bus doors often on the near side, and the whole cab sits lower to the ground and the windscreen is lower. So the, the view in front for the driver, you can see there's, there's far less of a blind spot directly in front uh, of the vehicle. So it's that dust cart style cab. And if you if you look around, again, particularly in London, but they, they will be around the rest of the country, you'll see far more larger vehicles with that almost 
glass goldfish bowl of a of a cab where you've got this direct vision coming out of it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen more and more, even sitting in East Anglia, quite away from London, we still have a lot of clients going to London and they're now thinking ahead and ordering new vehicles with all this extra glass on to make life easier for them. It will save money for them in the long run. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So so the big change then, as well as this, this standard, is the permit requirement. Do you want to talk us through the permit requirement, Gary? Um, basically, what the kit we've talked about, the camera, they come with some stickers to go on the vehicle as well, so they have to be put on. Then you have to take some photographs of your vehicle, upload it to the site, and they will then give you a permit number. So they know your vehicle is registered, ready to go into London. And the permit's free? Yeah, the permit is free. And unlike um, Fours, where you have to do your whole fleet, if you, you can just register the vehicles you want to go into London. So if you've got a fleet of 10 vehicles and you only want three to go into London, you would only have to pay for three kits. Right. Um, and you only need that kit if you haven't got the full vision standard. Correct. Okay. And um, and the penalty for not having the permit is 550? Yeah, 550 to the haulier. Or the operator. Okay, so the, the permit's free and the cost of not having it is 550 quid. That sounds like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, well, exactly. You get fined twice. You, you've been cheaper to go and buy the kit and have it installed by a long way. We've mentioned the 12 tonne. It's a question I don't know the answer to, and I don't know if you will, Tony. If we take a 7.5 tonne vehicle, which this um, new standard is exempt from at this moment in time, it still has the same problems of vision and everything else than a, as a class two. I don't quite get it in my head why they haven't been involved in this. Yeah, I mean, I, the the reading I did prior to prior to this, I, I couldn't see whether the plan was to reduce the threshold over time, so it becomes you know seven and a half ton, three and a half ton, whatever over time. You you would think if it's working well, you would want to expand it to those vehicles, but. Like you, I haven't got an answer to that question as yet. Oh, good. You don't know everything then. <laughs> I never pretended for one second. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose the other thing we should talk about is Vision Zero. And this is the Mayor of London who has a plan to have zero deaths and serious injuries by 2041. And I can talk through um, a little bit about what that looks like and, and you know, what, what are the elements of that plan. But what I think is really interesting is why wait till 2041 to stop killing people on London's roads? I don't understand that at all. 20 years is a long time to get there and things will change over a period of time. We're talking five years, oh, no, six years ago or so, when the Safe Lorry scheme come in and we've improving it all the time. I understand he wants to get to the zero action, but 20 years is a long time. Yeah, I agree. It just seems seems odd to me. I just think surely the goal should be to achieve that as soon as possible. And, and as with all changes, you know, most of the change happens in the in the last few minutes of, of, uh, of the plan, doesn't it? So to, to me, it seems like a very long time. Let's hope that's something that's brought forward. But... Vision Zero Action Plan. So what, what things are in there? So perhaps if I can just talk through some of those. So one of the things is about speeds. So there's there's the opportunity to have 
very different speed limits on on more dangerous sections of roads. And we've already seen a lot of 20 mile an hour speed limits around London. And also um, safe streets. So safe streets is about the layout and design of, of junctions and, and roads. Yeah, I've got to talk about road furniture, which is road signs and, and so on. I, I live in just outside Barry Slidman's and there's a lovely little junction right near the town centre where they've removed all road markings, road furniture, and you've got no idea who has right of way. There is no accidents there anymore because everyone approaches it so slowly because no one knows what anyone else is going to do. And it's fascinating to watch because there's no one direction saying, do this, do that. So there's, it takes away the confusion that people just come up and treat it with respect. And it really has worked. It sounds like the same principle as driving around the Arc de Triomphe, but a bit a bit less scary. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of skill involved going around there. You're a brave man to go around there, in my opinion. <laughs> um, okay, so um, an, another element of the um, Vision Zero plan is about safe vehicles. And obviously with the direct vision standard, what we've just talked about, that's that's part of that. And then it's about the behaviour of road users. So to reduce the likelihood of road users making mistakes, and that will be through enforcement, it will be through marketing campaigns, education programmes, and training for vulnerable road users such as cyclists and motorbike riders and such like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, me and you are both cyclists, Tony. We're not the, the, the fastest ones or anything like that now, but we both go cycling. We're both HGV drivers as well. The sooner we train cyclists so hard it is for a HGV lorry driver to be able to see us as a cyclist it couldn't come soon enough and 2041 is too far away from that let's get that campaign going quickly in my head yeah no I, I think you're right and anything we can do to to highlight road safety um we absolutely should and then the last part of the plan is what they call post-collision response and post-collision response is really about continuous improvement so it, the principle that an accident or collision has happened but what can be learned from that and what can be fed back from that into the plan so it's about continuous development and continuous learning from those incidents and accidents so uh so shani is she badgering you to go out for another drive in a lorry um, she'd like to go out in a larger vehicle the one i took out was a, a rigid and it wasn't a particularly tall cab She'd like to go into a much taller, what I call a night cab or a big tramper vehicle because it's much higher. And she'd understand even more how hard it is to see from the very tall lorries. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, she'll, uh, she'll be asking you for a uh, for a training course to go and drive one soon. Oh, blimey, I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, great talking to you again, Gary. And hopefully um, we're given a bit of information about the, um, about the direct vision standard now. So, uh, so yes, thank you. Yeah, it was a nice to do a little bit of research on it. We've got lots of people driving into London, lots of hoardies going there. The more I understand, the better it is for me to explain it to our clients if they don't know what it is as well. So thank you for the information, Tony. You're welcome. So if you've uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, please do rate, review and subscribe. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again next time. Thank you all for listening and see you soon. You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast, and thank you very much. 
And as goodbye from myself, Gary Riches at the Colchester office. And from me, Tony Gosher from the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, along with all the other driver hire offices, you can find us at driverhire.co.uk. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.